Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, here we are, Bo Rude. Now, don't you start laughing out the Antonio Gates on me, all right? Don't you do that. Don't do that to, to, to me out the We've Gates. We've had some jokes. We've had We've some had jokes. We've had jokes before. We've turned on the mics. Some not appropriate, but some now others. now it's time to get serious. Now we're going to get serious. 34-3, uh, to 3, Nebraska covered. Air 5. You want a real 5? No, Let's do the real 5. Okay. Why are we hiding? I don't know. I don't know why we're doing that. Nebraska covered. Um... I don't even know where to begin with with this game. Can we do like, you know what, here's what I thought. Can we do like two, ver- I'm going to do two starts, two versions to the start of this recap pot, okay? Okay. I'm going to do the honest, real one. In the words of Lionel Hutz, there's the truth <laughs> and the truth. So there's, there's, this is the, this is the honest one we're probably not supposed to talk about. Yeah. And then we'll do the Kool-Aid one. Okay. 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 Are you ready for this? Yeah. This is the honest, real one. And again, this is probably what you're not supposed to say at the beginning of a game recap pod to like really suck people in and keep them to stay tuned. It feels silly and like a waste of time to even get into specific plays of that game. At this point, yeah. It feels like (laughs) what what I could normally say and what I'll say shortly when we go the Kool-Aid route is like, man, man. You know what, man? How past that runs a man and that Valentino's and that Amigos and oh my God. If Chubba didn't get hurt on that drive when they were down 14 nothing and they were in the red zone, no. stop. No. Nebraska had no chance to win that game, okay? You know what? That, you're, you're, a, you're a nature guy. That game felt like watching a lion play with its food. You ever see when like a lion gets like a baby gazelle and it's like, yeah. hasn't really killed it yet, but it's like that gazelle starts to kind of walk away and it's like, get back here. Like the gazelle's still alive. You're like, oh God, look, it's still alive. But at any moment, Mufasa's going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. That's, that was that game. Yeah. Because so, I think if you, if you look at the defensive performance, you could have said, not great, but not terrible. Yeah. The offense was terrible. And I think the ceiling would have been okay, not great. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. There was probably not a ceiling with Chubba for an entire game that it was going to be great. I mean, he had some scrambles in the first quarter that were got the drives going. But the the thought that he was gonna for four quarters do, like do something with the ball for four quarters. I mean he he looked probably his best up to that point. Isn't that sad? I thought the same thing, and it's like he still was not. But good. he almost threw about two interceptions. Right, right. In, in the amount of a quarter, he needs to work on it. Ended up getting him hurt. How to like slide? Like dude, he he's caught in between sliding and not, and it and he got hurt. Yeah, and. and but you're right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Where like yeah, no, correct. But like th- that's just I think part of. That slide in injury, I mean, that's unfortunate. You got to feel for the kid. He tore his knee up, uh, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing he tore his knee up. It was either an ankle, ankle or, or a knee. knee. I couldn't tell. Um, but it's also, he just, that just does it looks like, like a guy that's still not comfortable. Like, he's just like, he's running out there with his hair on fire, which is good, but then it's like, you have to make decisions, too. And yes. he that was almost just like he, he was in between ma- making a decision, didn't know how to do it. Because didn't it feel like, to stick with the honest part of this, like didn't it kind of feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, it, it, it seemed like Michigan wasn't even like, I don't want to say it didn't seem like they weren't trying, but it never even seemed like, that's why the lion playing with the food thing is like an analogy. Like I think Harbaugh walked into that game, and I think all the whole team did too. Because you know it as a player, like within the first couple possessions, especially in football, you feel your opponent and you're like, these fucking guys, they don't got it. I think, I think Harbaugh kind of felt like he saw the weather. He saw the opponent and was just kind of like, the only way we lose this game is if we completely self-destruct and lose this game. Yeah. I I don't think like, I don't know if it's like playing or I don't think people play around. I don't think that's the right. I mean, that's a fun for this analogy, right? Because it felt like there was no chance for them to lose. Right. 
But I don't think Michigan really saw it there. I think Michigan just thought, let's be, we can win being as conservative as we can possibly be, which is, I think, what you would always want to do if you could. If you True, could good just, call. Yeah. If you could just, just say, hand it off and win 34-3. handed it? I don't know how many times they ran the ball. Yeah. It felt like they threw 10 times in right. the whole game. And they didn't do well throwing the ball. No, like, McCarthy. We, yeah. So, I, I mean, let's pull up the... I'm going to pull up the... Note. Yeah, they, so, so McCarthy threw the ball. So, they threw 20 passes. They're back up through three. Yeah. But McCarthy threw 17 times, and they ran the ball 49 times. 49. Okay, so 49 runs. And it felt like, to me, it was like... They knew if all we just do is keep handing the ball off, uh, especially with when they saw our offense going to just, like, to unbelievably bad levels... You don't have to even take a written. Nick, you that's can, what I'm saying. Like, it just kind of felt like they were like, eh. But that's, I don't know if that's playing around. Yeah, but that's not the right way to just, put it. I, it's just a conservative approach to, we know we can win doing this. Why would we, why would we take any sort of chance? Right. Okay. Cool, the Kool-Aid open. And, you know, it's Kool-Aid-ish, but this is all facts. Nebraska's defense got stops early in that game. They gave up that touchdown early on their on Michigan's first drive. By the way, Michigan Nebraska got Michigan to fourth and two on that first drive and couldn't get off the field. Mm-hmm. I feel like Blake Corum could have like tripped and gotten three yards. Like yeah. he could just he couldn't help but get three or four yards a pop. But you had him fourth down on the first drive. But then Nebraska had so Nebraska down seven nothing. The defense got two straight stops where they got a forced a three and out and then a four and out. Yeah. So the Nebraska offense had the ball three times down seven nothing, and had three straight three and outs. It, it's actually kind of similar to Minnesota. I mean, we got off to a good start on offense against Minnesota, but it was similar that like in the way that Michigan continued to pound and run the ball. Yep. Um, they never had like. Big plays no. necessarily. So Nebraska's defense, as much as they weren't like they weren't really good, they also didn't give up big plays. The, they the, made them like earn it right. slowly and kind of methodically, which is okay. It's not like hurrah hurrah, but this is where you got to play football on both sides of the ball. Like you can't just say we're going to win this game and not score points. We right. we couldn't. I mean. Purdy was out, and we got three out of that drive, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, well, that's so. That's the other one. If so, like Michigan finally scored to make it fourteen nothing, and I talked about it in the honest one of like Nebraska's driving down fourteen nothing. Chuba scrambles, gets to ball the ball to the yeah. fifteen yard line, and that's when he got hurt. And then Logan Smothers comes in, and the drive goes to crap. And in fact, on third down, they fumble the snap, and it and so it's like you don't even like you really stumble and you settle for a field goal. So. You know, I mean, maybe Nebraska scores there. It's 14-7. You feel okay about yourself. Oh, by the way, uh, Michigan's final drive of the half, Nebraska had Michigan at third and nine with 227 left in the in the second quarter. And the Michigan wide receiver caught the ball behind the sticks and Nebraska whiffed yeah. twice and Can't he gets tackle. a first down. So, like, I'm not saying the idea that Logan Smothers was going to come on the field and, like, lead a charge, but, like, they could have gotten off the field and saved three points and maybe there's a world, a version of that game where it's 14-7 to 7 going into halftime. And you're like, well, look at this. Instead, well, it's 17-3. And it's a game, right? I mean, the whole thing is just you want it to be a game. I mean, it, I think it is like, I mean, we maybe do it too much. But I actually like looking at those those little like... The little in, moments. The little yeah. inflection points in the game that go one way or another. I always like to look at those... Just because it like it helps you understand football more, yes. how important those moments are. So I think it's good to do it. Um, I mean, I think the reality is, <laughs> if we're keeping to the to the uh, the honest the, the honest yeah. version is, without Casey Thompson, our offense doesn't go. Period, and you cannot win games if your offense doesn't go at all. Yes. And so that's sort of <laughs> that's sort it, of where we're at, and that is now. A low of low almost. Well, I think uh, of the years we've been doing this, we've always had Adrian Martinez or Casey Thompson playing. So we're sometimes real bad on defense and sometimes our offense gets stuck. But you always think you have a chance if you have those guys running your offense. Um, and I think it was was not until we basically had the Purdy Smothers thing where it feels like, 
Oh, we don't have a chance. Well, that's so okay. So now we'll bounce around here. This was that was the honest and the the Kool Aid. Yeah. Sorry. You're, so think about this now, because what you're getting at. Think about this. So since Casey Thompson got hurt halfway through the second quarter of the Illinois game, mm-hmm. Nebraska has played ten and a half quarters of football. They've scored one touchdown. <sighs> think about Ooh. that. That is two full games and a half. Two and a half games. And they've scored one touchdown. That's so bad. That is... I, I can't even... I could think of a bunch of descriptive terms and way to put it. It is, it is unbelievably bad. Of all yeah. the bad... From Zach Lee and that crew in 09 to moments where you've seen some bad offenses over the course of the last 20 years. I'm not so sure this isn't the worst 10 and a half quarters of offensive football that Nebraska has played as a program. And I mean, you got it. I mean, I'm going back to even like think Joe, Joe Daly. Daly and the 04 Callahan. I mean, we had Corey Ross at I back, but I mean, we couldn't throw. I mean, that was the like, right. We couldn't throw the ball in a West Coast offense. Yes. And that that's where I feel like there were, but our defense was probably better that year. Yes. Um, but man, I just, yeah, I think that's what happens though. It's like when you truly can't even dream about scoring points it gets really 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 hard to win football i gotta be honest and i'll I'll be real real forthcoming with what's going on in my noggin during these games when nebraska starts a drive i'm not even thinking about points i'm thinking can you get like one or two first downs hold on to the ball choose some clock and give the defense a, a break. I'm not even thinking about points when they're starting a drive right now. It's funny. I feel the exact same way. I, I'm not thinking about anything other than can you hold on to the ball <laughs> so bad for the defense for a few minutes just so we we just can gather ourselves and and try not to like get blown out right yes, away. Like I'm yes. trying to just keep us in the game is all I'm thinking of by holding the ball. So it's not even, I can't even say that, like, man, Nebraska can't even dream of scoring points. Like, at this point, I'm like, Nebraska can't dream of a four-minute drive that ends in a punt. Yeah. Like, even the strategy of, can we hold the ball longer than them to just stay in every game? Like, we can't do that right now. We can't do that. <laughs> no. Let alone score. Can we just find a way to hold the ball? Again, I'm going to repeat it. Nebraska's offense, 10 and a half quarters. They've scored one touchdown. And it was that opening drive against Minnesota. Other than that, oh, boy. It's I'm in disbelief at how unprepared and poor the backup quarterbacks have been and looked like like we'd said, I actually thought Chuba played better, yeah. but that's not saying a whole lot. I didn't think Smothers really did much. And I, I will say this, like after seeing both guys play, I can't disingenuously turn on these microphones and muster up some emotion of like, how could you start Chuba again over Smothers? I think the reality is you saw them both and you're like. Yeah, I think we were talking a lot about how we thought Smothers was going to be the safer play, and I think I'm going to um, – I don't know. Maybe maybe there's more to that that we didn't know. Uh, well, and apparently he was either, banged up too. Yeah, that's the part. It's it's. I think it's right now there's no good option. Is the yes. Part. Like we need Casey Thompson to get back to health is what we need. Yes, that's it. Other than, so my question I had for you here was, other than Casey Thompson coming back, what can Nebraska do to have a pulse on offense for these last two games? Because again, we, I, my guess is Chubba's out. So now it's, it's Logan they Smothers. run Smothers. I mean, they didn't really run Smothers what, on the option. I mean, I, get, I guess, you know, and this is, you know, Mickey, I will say it because Mickey said it, is like Mickey's talking about Smothers being hurt, which I don't know why you would do, first of all. Like, I wouldn't talk about Smothers being hurt. He's a little, yeah, I, I, I know. He's little, he's a little loose with it. Like a little transparent with who's injured yeah, and what but, they're injured yeah, with. Like, so what are you seeing from Chubba? Be like, I'll be honest, he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible in practice. He's one of those guys, as coaches, we look at him and we go, this guy's terrible. <laughs> we say to ourselves, can you believe how terrible this guy is? <laughs> and we have to talk to him. But that's like, I mean, I'm joking. I'm looking, like, I'm looking at Smothers throwing shoulder. <laughs> It's done. He he can't throw. So if you want to know if he's going to throw, he's not going to throw. You know? <laughs> no, Mickey, don't say that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I was telling Bill 
Bill, this if I was on defense, I'd blitz us every time. Because Chubba's not seeing it. Yeah. He can't see it. He gets he can't see it. But I'm like, like geez, Mickey, like maybe Mickey just does. I mean, he's I, I, I mean, in a weird way, it's like you kind of like it, but I'm always like, no, say less. Say I less. Know, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, geez. He's like refreshingly honest, but maybe. But every too once in a while you're like, whoa, whoa. It's more than we should we're not supposed to know this. I know. I'm like, with too much information. Yeah. TMI, okay? The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the only thing you, you the answer probably you got to sell out to like running op, running more zone read keepers with with smothers. But if he's banged up, that's a hard proposition. The other hard proposition that you can't necessarily think about is now. I bet the coaches are going okay. If Smothers gets hurt, what about Heine? That's what I mean. Or I mean, I either vote Heine or do we bring in Richard Torres? I mean, I hear all this stuff that Richard Torres. If there's Richard! one thing, I mean. Richard, Doctor like, Richard Torres, Dr. Richard, Kimball. I didn't kill my wife. I didn't throw an interception. <laughs> I don't. Care. I don't care. That doesn't make any. <laughs> Richard Torres is the quarterback. The fugitive quarterback. I didn't do it. He was the one our man. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, that's the other thing though about running Smothers is like who's behind him. But Heinrich Harburg can run. I mean, he, here's the thing: is Harburg is, I would say. Nowhere ready to play. I mean, he hasn't taken a snap. Mickey laughed at the idea. Did you hear me? Speaking of Mickey being way too obvious, Mickey like laughed. Someone asked about like Richard Torres and 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 Mickey basically like, no, those guys, those guys aren't. Well, ready. they're not ready. They're not. I know, ready. but they're, it was like they're freshmen. Okay. <laughs> so I'm talking about like, okay, we got to find a way to try to win a game. Right. Um, is the best way if Smothers can't run is the best way to like have kind of small, frail, not rocket armed. Logan Smothers try to like pick people apart from the pocket. Maybe actually that's probably your best bet right now. I guess. But I think you got to look at saying, okay, Harburg six, five can run. Like, do, do you at least say we're going to just bring him in and run him, bring him in and throw it. You chuck the ball around like, or, do, balls or and- does the make a wish foundation come to Tommy Hill's dorm and say, Tommy, you're not a quarterback. You're just going to run every play. You know how excited Tommy Hill Tommy would be? Tommy Hill would be thrilled. I got to be honest. Even though, how about his one comeback route? You see the one he mo- he came in? Yeah. He, like, he like, I mean, it was clearly effort- like, oh, you haven't ran a route in a real game. Yeah, in- and his effort, like it hit his hand, but he was just like, ah. <laughs> I mean, what was that? For a guy that acts like he wants the ball so bad. He was the worst comeback route. Go get the ball. I will yeah. say. The only redeeming quality of this season is I love Tommy Hill on every kickoff return. I mean, he wants he wants to he brings it when he shouldn't. When Winemaster tells him to not bring it out, it's like a mom telling him he's got to turn off his Super Nintendo. He's like, oh, oh and I think because damn Sam, it, Sam McEwen in the paper said Tommy Hill getting angry at his teammate for telling him to stay, which was the right move. It was shouldn't bring that one out. Uh, I nobody was, tells Tommy. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody tells Tommy Hill to not bring it out of the end zone. That's my philosophy. And honestly, at this point, now he's shown no signs of really ever breaking one. But with this offense, like I'm not so sure. Nine yards deep, if you're not better, your chances of Tommy Hill taking one 109 yards to the house or Nebraska's offense scoring a touchdown. Yeah, but the, the bad part is like I want us on the 25. I don't want us on the 15. <laughs> Like, as much as Tommy Hill wants to bring it out from the nine, like, he'll get stopped at the 10, and then we're going to get safeties and stuff. So, like, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm lessening, I want to lessen the chance of disaster. I'm all in on Tommy Hill bringing it. Okay, I'll give you that. That'd be my only thing. (laughs) 
So, yeah, and I mean, so it's it's hard. Like, other than Casey Thompson coming back, what can Nebraska do to find any offense in his last two games? It's looking pretty bleak. By the way, I mean, what is K- – it's a nerve thing for Casey? It's a weird – like – Yeah, it's, it's probably a nerve that goes – like, his whole hand is pro- – I mean, it's probably just hard to, like, throw the ball yeah. in general. So, right. he's going to – you know. Well, I think the thing with Casey that's interesting, though, is because I, I was under the assumption he's probably not a pro. Maybe I'm wrong. I wouldn't – I wouldn't think so. I, I, or is if he's, he's got aspirations to like go try pro, if he's got aspirations, and I mean, most people tell him just take, just go. take a seat. But like, if oh, this, is it, yeah. if this is it. If this is like pretty much going to be your career, do you maybe say, I'm going to go out there and try to play? I don't know. Like, even with an arm that's a little in, eh, like say, well, hey, I'm going to go do it because at least, you know, you I, get his mind out there, his command, like that makes a difference for this offense. I think if he can play, he'll gonna he's going to play. I think right now it's it's he can't. I mean, can't that, that's my guess is like he just can't do it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Speaking of Casey, there, I was thinking about this. Well, do you want to talk about the defense real quick before I get into some other? Sure. I mean, I, like just I mean, just to give you know what do people say? Like we got to give flowers to them while they're still here. We got to give flowers to the defense while they're still here. Yeah, hard to fault them. You know, they hung in there. We talked about this. Like you, you brought up they didn't give up any chunk runs. I think I, I had it. Blake Corum's longest run from scrimmage was. 17, 12 yards. 12 yards. Stokes, their backup running back's long run was 17 yards. Their longest play from scrimmage was the one touchdown. I think it was Bell, uh, 29 yards. Was that in the fourth quarter? And that was like that slip. And he fumbled out of bounds. I think it's a fumble out of bounds. And some other, we never got a good, like, the ball went out of the back of the end zone, didn't it? Yeah, well, here's the the problem is there wasn't a ref there to actually see it. Right. So the, the refs ran from terrible angles from behind the play where they couldn't have seen it and they all just looked and said well i guess we have to call the touchdown because we couldn't see if it went out of bounds i thought it went out of bounds i thought it clearly went out of bounds like i thought it went out of bounds by like 10 like 10 inches yeah not and and like i said doesn't make a difference whatever i'm just like but so if you really if you look at that game was sort of it was very similar to minnesota where it's like just a lot of plays ran a lot of runs and they they got too much on on the average run, but no big plays. Right. I mean, that's why it's hard to sit here and go for Michigan ran for 264 yards, 5.4 yards a carry to sit here and go like, oh, they did a pretty good job against the run. But I'm sitting here trying to tell you like they did. It wasn't horrible. I mean, it's basically like it was like a touchdown, touchdown a quarter is what you're going to give you're up getting to Michigan. Zero help with from your zero offense. help. I mean, it's 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 sleeting. Yeah, it's not it, a it's not a winning effort. No, but it's not a total losing effort from their side of the ball. That's where I like I, I look. You got to look at you know the game in the hole, and then if you break it up, okay, who did like you guys say the defense did a good enough job? If the offense would have been humming, that's a winnable game, like a winnable performance. If the offense is humming, I think there's but no not question. a winning performance if our offense is what they are. And then obviously as well, every time Michigan took a shot downfield. They hung in there. Like their long plays from passing were more so a lot of yak than it was like, you know, a bomb and a guy got a guy got yeah. beat. So and that's without Miles Farmer. So I, what's amazing is and you brought this up is the um, the amazing swings within the season of like at one point this season, it was like, tell you what, Nebraska's offense isn't that bad. If only their defense was like, had any sort of defense. And all of a sudden, and then it'll swing to, boy, Nebraska's defense, they're not that bad. If Nebraska had any offense, it's just, I feel like most teams, I would think like who they are is who they are, and they don't have these like wild swings of what side of the ball is going to be atrocious today. Yeah, we flipped, didn't we? We kind of Completely did. flipped. From Think about that. Think about the... The Georgia Southern game, like early in the year, the Georgia Southern game, the Oklahoma game, like all it was, we couldn't stop anybody. Couldn't yeah. stop anybody, and it was like, boy, the offense. I tell you, the offense isn't bad. But this is why coaches get fired. Coaches right. get fired when this type of thing happens. Like when you've had two complete reversals in a season where defense sucks. Now often, like, and you've done that on both sides of the ball. It's like, I think I, I remember talking to I can't remember some Big East coach had an interesting. It might have been Jay Wright. I was talking to him at a shoot around and he was like, you know, one of the things you can always deal with as a coach is when you know what the problem is every game. Yeah. He goes where it's where it becomes a 
almost unsolvable is if it's something different every game. And right now, from a broad sense, it's it's kind of been there's something different every game that's kind of popped up to bite them. But I just wanted to like the defense to me from Illinois to Minnesota to Michigan, the defense, you can't sit there and go like, man, I tell you, they're stoning them. They're killing, but like they're, they did enough to keep their head above water. Give the, give the give the team a shot at winning the game. But when you get no help from the offense, when you go 10 and a half quarters and score one touchdown, I don't care who you got out there. It's not going to happen. You just can't win 10, 10 quarters. 10 quarters, one touchdown. Like, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. You could have the 0-9 defense out there, and I'm not sure if it goes that much different. No. I'm serious. Like, I'm not Doesn't sure matter. these last yeah. three games go that much different. I don't think so. I'm not sure it does. Unless somehow you're getting, like, strip sack, fumble, touchdown, pick you sixes. To You'd have the defense has to, Right. Like, that's what would, what would have to happen here. Uh, I was thinking about this. There are two turning points with this season. Two of them. First one, Frost onside kick up 11 in the third quarter at Northwestern in Ireland. That feels like, you know, like what happened first? Like <laughs> Watergate or, <laughs> or Frost kicking onside kick? A long kick. time ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so wait a minute now. Cold War was before or after Frost onside kick. Like that's what it feels like that was so long ago. But that that's... First turning point. And then the second turning point is the injury to Casey Thompson in the second quarter of the, of the Illinois game. Because the we real... Whiffed, we, we threw the wheel, dropped... The, it, we dropped the pass. It's probably the drop wheel. Isn't that's it amazing? The, the drop pass leads to the... To the sack third pick sack injury. injury. And so the real what if on this season now is what if Casey Thompson would, would have been healthy for these last three games? Like, ne- let me make it clear. Nebraska was never going to beat Michigan even with a healthy, healthy Casey Thompson. But they could have made it... Interesting. Yeah, probably, yeah. With a healthy Casey Thompson, I think Nebraska absolutely could have beaten Illinois and Minnesota. Not yeah, saying they sh- yeah. they would have, but it, they absolutely could have. Yeah, it's funny because you talk about those two moments, right? And really, there's a big uh, repercussion to both moments. And the repercussion, one of them is played out. I think Scott Frost got fired. After that play, it was just a it was just an a matter of time. Yep. It was a matter of time. He had I think he had used up his all his credit with yes. the fan base administration. I think a lot of that sort of it's completely agree going down from there. The the shot to an injury to Casey I think that maybe hurts Mickey's chances. I don't know where Trev's at with Mickey. I have zero idea. Mickey could still get this job. There's still a chance. A part of me thinks, so that game needed to be won. I think he needed to win that game. I you know, agree. Even, even though they didn't, you, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't beat Purdue, I think Purdue was a, would have really... You were never going to run the table no, out. You know what I mean? Like, three in a row would have been, the story would have been set a little better for Mickey, but beating a ranked team... Uh, that was the leader in the Big Ten West, I think would have put Mickey on the fast track. Yeah. And I think that that injury that that play, that injury, then the loss, then another loss, I think it really whatever momentum, because I think with Mickey a lot of it was momentum. Because For sure. Do you see the way the media talks about him? I mean yes. they talked about media before the you know, the media was talking about him before the game. Uh RG three and Mark RG3, Jones and those guys like, like yeah. The media's pulling for Mickey. Yes. And momentum would have been crazy. If we would have won three or four of those first, you know, yeah, five yeah. games, man, I think it would have been too much to ignore. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting thought that I hadn't really considered. Both those turning points, in air quotes, potentially ended Nebraska coaching and yeah. ended a Nebraska coaching tenure and potentially eliminated a possible Nebraska coaching tenure. Because the reality is, I, again, I don't know what's going to happen with Mickey, but it's really, really hard to hire Mickey if they lose the final... So would they, they lose the final six games? Yeah. And you go three and whatever? It's just hard. It is. Not saying it's right or wrong. It's just, man, that's hard. It gets really hard. It gets hard to sell that. Because, I mean, that's the part where you were talking about, if it's Mickey, do you got to go now? Mm-hmm. Which would have been... 
I was thought it, it was before the either before, before Minnesota. the Minnesota game, probably. Yeah, before Minnesota is when you said if you're going to do it, do it. That's what I thought, and I and a part of me thinks that might have been right because I think the longer it goes now, the harder that sell becomes because if you're not winning. Twofold, it does. It's two, in two ways. I think the longer it goes now without naming Mickey, it gets harder to sell. Say you lose out, which at yeah. this point, if Casey Thompson doesn't come back, I don't think Wisconsin and Iowa are great. But I mean, could Nebraska score on? You know, yeah, Creighton preps defense at this point, tongue in cheek, but like, uh, it it becomes twofold where you lose out, it gets it gets a hard sell to 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 come to Mickey and to go to Mickey, and then I think it also comes off whether this is right or wrong. I think if you wait, 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 then at the end of the season hire Mickey, it it will feel like oh did Nebraska get turned down? Like, were did they? Were there a lot of coaches that yeah. turned Nebraska down? Like, it'll feel like now again, Trev will get up there and sell it, but it'll feel like Nebraska settled on Mickey. Because if you were excited about this, is was my point this whole time. If you believe it to is Mickey, what are you waiting for? If you knew it was Mickey, if you knew it was Mickey in the start of November, November that this is what I've been saying this whole time. And yeah. people have kind of like, I've talked to Shick. He's like, oh, you got to let the season play out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm just saying you are inviting storylines, narratives. Those things. Like if you believed yeah. it was Mickey, you should have named the moment you know, you knew it was Mickey. You should have named Mickey. Yeah, it would have helped everything. It helps recruiting. It helps all this stuff. Like it helps everything. People would have like, let's say you would have named Mickey before the Minnesota game and everything to this point is playing out that way. I don't think people are like horrible decision to, to make a look at these games. Everybody understands this situation for Mickey, but it's just the longer you let it play out, the harder it is. I think to ultimately have it go to Mickey. That's just me. But yeah, the, so the, the other thing I was thinking about too, along those lines with Casey Thompson, Remember the mid-season MVP award we we handed out? Trey Palmer. We had, we handed the the mid-season MVP to Trey Palmer, but we also acknowledged with the caveat and the, you know, we we prefaced everything with like we understand that in almost any scenario, the MVP is always the quarterback. Well, <laughs> we are finding out that KC Thompson is without question this team's MVP because this offense literally cannot do a thing without that guy. The Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Yeah, I mean, I think we've been pretty spot on throughout the season of recognizing, like, Casey's really... He's doing really well with under the circumstances with with line issues. Yep. Um, he's he's done a dang good job this year under the circumstances, and um, I think some people may not have been as obvious, but I think it almost you have to see them without him to know just how like how much better he makes the rest of the team and how much better he is than the guys behind him. I mean, right. it's not even close. Right. It's not even close. What it's so the ghost of Christmas future, Christmas past, like you get to see your life like yeah. with all like we got alternate to see realities. The, we got to see the the, the Bob go- Devaney ghost of like life without Casey Thompson. We're seeing it and it's terrifying. It's it's horrible. We just we're living uh, that's our that's our nightmare basically. This is what's happening right now. But yeah, so because it's amazing is like you took like with Casey, Trey Palmer was like in the conversation with like 
one of the best receivers in the country. Statistically, yeah. he was putting up. I mean, he put up one of the. He's still. I don't. I've never seen a better individual game from a wide receiver than that game. Yeah. But all of a sudden, without Casey, Trey Palmer's dropping passes. He can't. You know, like obviously, he doesn't have the guy to be able to get him on the deep ball, and that's what he does best. But like yeah. Casey Trey Palmer went from like a dude to a non-factor. Yeah. It's a, it's really really remarkable to to think about that. Um, I will say, and we're kind of getting into like of all the Nebraska blowouts and stinkers that we've seen over the years, and we've seen a handful of them. That game might have been the least compelling from the standpoint of like at least these other blowouts. You still had the bigger picture to think about and discuss. Like with this with this situation right now, this is where I'm at. Again, I'm maybe being too honest today. Like to me, this version of Nebraska football of the Nebraska football program is about to end. So it gets to where it's like it's almost as if there's a there's a store that's going out of business and it's closing on Friday. Are you really going to trip about some employee or some shift on Wednesday night not going well? It's like <laughs> fucking closing the doors and, and shutting down on Friday. So why are you like, no, Bill, you're supposed to go to the register first. Type in the code that like it almost that's where it's this game was to me. It wasn't just that it was the blowout. It's like, I don't even know what the angle is right now. Because I personally don't think, like, I, this is just me. I'm, I don't think it's going to be Mickey. I just think enough is happening to where it's going to make it hard for it to be Mickey. I'm not saying it won't be. Because that's the only sellable, like, thing right now. Well, I, like, part of what you're saying, though, is I think Mickey, part of his, part of the interview was just what you're saying. Like, you got to bring life into this. You got to keep this thing interesting and you got to keep people believing through the rest of this year. Cause like, if you, you know what I mean? Like for sure, you know, like I get like the whole recruiting side of it. Like you need to be able to bring in dudes and right. He can potentially do that. And that that's still his biggest selling point is like, I can go get the guys, right? I can go do that. But I think the problem is, is like some of the excitement of Mickey is waned a little bit now that you've he's the coach and we're still not winning and it feels like all of a sudden who is mickey is this not just gonna... an extension of you know i guess it's, that's not fair because you know mickey's only been here for a year for sure it's not fair it's totally not this fair. isn't his program his culture but his guys like this isn't you know the, the reality is they they asked him to take a tough position and this is your quote-unquote interview because you've never been a head coach before um so i think that's what's hard mickey's like He's never had the other, like, hey, he was the head, you know, head coach at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, you got no reference And he had some point. good years yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's proven he can do that. Like, he doesn't have that. So, it's like, this is what we're basing some of his, like, should we hire Mickey or not? And there's been some good, but, like, a lot of, it's been kind of like, oh, but we're still not doing great, right? You, like, you know, it, it is amazing. As you were talking, I was thinking like, Mickey, I got to I gotta take my cap off to Mickey, even if he doesn't get named the head coach for moving forward. Mickey has made this season interesting, kept people interested in okay, it. But that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yes, though. I thought what, you were saying you're not interested anymore. Not Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the fallout from this game is, is that where, because okay. I'm officially, I'm not fully shutting the book on Mickey, but man, that book is about as close to being shut as possible. And what yeah. you realize is all of a sudden, without the big picture discussion of, can Mickey win the job? You find out when that is potentially removed, this is not very compelling. But, but that's where I guess maybe, maybe that Mickey still... We don't, maybe that's part of the still why they don't announce it. That could be, but that seems kind of like, but to me that, that doesn't go away. Cause then you like, he's the guy, then you get like to really start to like watch him through a different lens and all that stuff. But yeah. I, but I see what you're saying. I, but for me, that's where I, I rem, again, I go back to this point. You, you came over the day after frost was fired. We recorded two pods. We watched Trev Albert's press conference at the time. And I think I said to you before we turn on the mics, I was like, man, this season just got dramatically less interesting to me. Yeah. And what I failed to realize was Mickey's presence and Mickey Joseph's 
ability to become a viable candidate and how much that, let's be honest, yeah. that has been the hook. That, it's true, yeah. And all of a sudden when that is is waning, you you know, that, that's yeah. why kind of I started with today. It's like if that, if we're not talking about the big picture of this thing of Mickey potentially continuing to be the guy, does it really make sense to be like, boy, I tell you, Ty Robinson's just got to do it. And boy, I tell you, you know, <laughs> offensively, you got to be able to, like, it all feels like, well, the, the store yeah. closing on Friday and you're going out of business. Who, yeah. Like, you know, like this program is going to be completely different. Yeah, that that's so, that's what's so, I think it's maybe, maybe the right thing is though, it's like, are people just like at this point now, antsy to get on to the next part, I think, yes. you know, like, I think people are like, let's be honest right now. I'm not sure this again. Apparently I'm just like, took a, like Jim Carrey, liar, liar. The little boy was like, I wish Nick wouldn't tell a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I but like, <laughs> if I could just like, if life was, what's the movie click with Sandler where you yeah. can fast forward through things. Like, is this, this is not popular to say if I could fast forward through Wisconsin and Iowa and just get, to fight to, to August twenty eighth next year, be like, can we? Well, no, see I'm, no, we I'm, I'm talking about the Monday after Black Friday to see who true is going to be the head coach. Yeah, like, are you yeah. really be honest? Let me, let me. I wish Bo couldn't tell a lie. <sighs> are you really? I've had better. <laughs> <laughs> that well, was that's because they like your jug. What did he yeah. say? The girl? It was great. Was, everybody's so nice to me because they like because you, you got, got big, big jugs. jugs. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, but. Uh, Okay, I just liar liared you. Are you really excited about the Wisconsin and Iowa game? Am I excited about Wisconsin? Are you excited for the Not, games? I mean, if I give you a choice right now, you have the the life remote control. You can fast forward through the Wisconsin and Iowa game ooh, and get is, to the higher. Now we're, we're now we're going into deep philosophical thinking here, and I can see where the most people would say I want to fast forward. I Sandler regretted it. I know you will always regret the fast forward. So as much as that's probably, I understand like how not exciting these last two games are, but at the same time, like I do, I always enjoy watching every week. That's I enjoy watching the game, but yeah, I'm not like excited because there's no chance for a bowl game. There's no chance. I mean, and especially if Casey doesn't come back, it's like, if I Casey can't comes watch this back, offense it will be at least fun to see if we can beat Wisconsin, Iowa. But yeah, I mean, Nick, do I want to? If they said, "Okay, we're going to announce the coach," like that's all I really want to know. Who's yeah. the damn? Who's going to be the coach moving forward? Because that's really what we want to know. Right. So yeah, I mean, but what is hard? This is what's this is what's been so frustrating about everything in general. Is like, you know, we love Nebraska football so much. We wait for it all year. We, we it is so ingrained in our hearts, our minds, our souls, our culture, our nostalgia, our everything. And you are only guaranteed twelve of these things. Yeah. We get 12 of them, and here I am, after the 10th, I'm like, but it's, wrap it up, let's get okay. to the end of the year, and let's hire but a new to be coach. Fair, to be fair to you, that offense was bad. Oh, I just can't, I can't watch this offense anymore. That offense, when you got Casey Thompson, can go. they can stall out for a handful of series. They can do that, too. Yes. But then they hit some shots, like... Then right. they fire up fast, and it's like, whoa. Right. It's like we're like real good or real bad. This was the first example of like, it's just mostly real bad. Yes. And it's hard to watch four quarters of this is really bad. With no, you, it's hard to even conjure up in your mind like, well, if they. And it's, it's actually funner to watch if your offense is really good and your defense is fluctuates between good and bad. At least there's like. You're scoring points. You're making right. plays, and then an offense like you're like it's when you don't have a chance to score. There's no, like you don't feel like there's a chance to win a game. Where like at least if your offense is scoring, you feel like well we have a chance to win right. this game. Right. It, but it, what's amazing is these. As you watch though, I could argue. In fact, I'll pose it to you. Trey Palmer, Anthony Grant, Travis Folkelec, that combination is the best wide receiver running back tight end combination since like Amir Kenny Bell and whoever that would have like Jack Stoll? No, no, uh, no, Amir Kenny Bell and, and who no. was the who would have been the tight end that for those years? Oh, um 
what was it? Number 11? What was his name? Uh, it's not Austin Allen, was no, it? No, no. 11. Uh, this was, gosh. Well, I'm really, I guess I'm, as, as I'm, I'm just really trying to, I guess I mean, this is what's Zigbo, so perplexing. Zigbo, Zigbo Morgan, and that's Jack Stoll. So Zigbo, yeah. Morgan, Jack Stoll. And then before that was Kenny Bell, Amir, and uh, we got to um, find. Is that 2014? So I'm on, I'm on 2013. Who would have been the tight end that year? Let's see if hopefully a tight end caught a pass in this. Kenny Bell, Jamal Turner, Quincy Nunwood, Jake Long. Nope, no one tight end caught it a pass that. In anyways, I, I, I'm going to find it. But I think you get my point. My point is what's odd about this is you actually have pretty freaking good. Seaton Carter. Seaton Carter. That's there you go. Everybody it. thought Seaton yeah. Carter was like, but hey, this is just me. Hall of Fame. Gronk. <laughs> Gonzalez. Jason Carter. That's oh, where it goes. God. But, but isn't it odd where this offense, like it has a really good deep threat wide receiver, a pretty dang good running back, a pretty good tight end, and yet it is like. Quarterback's pretty quarterback. good too. Like yeah. that's where. It's odd. Is, it's a, it's a really our, odd. Is our line and our offensive philosophy made it to where we just like. Those two combinations lead us to we can't win games. Yep. Which is tough. But I was okay because this is what I wrote down. It sucks because yeah, those guys are too good for us not to be better. If I was doing year. like slam poetry, that was there. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what it's called. Isn't it called slam poetry? It's the worst. I I don't know why <laughs> you're not. I'm a, I am the. Antithesis. Of I was poetry. dying at. I think it was. I just can't, it's like. Have you ever ah. seen? Have you ever seen Twenty Two Jump Street? I think it's Twenty Two Jump Street. Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there it does. That's terrible slam poetry. It's so good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What have you got what? for me, Nick? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't have to put my hands in my face. No, you have to look at me while no, I, I do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Okay. So this is about Nebraska football in the last five years. Okay. Oh my this maybe doesn't work, but how are you read? Nick Boss slam poetry, take one. Waste. <laughs> Wasted a good defense last year. Wasted Adrian Martinez. Wasted Wandell Robinson. Wasted pretty dang good skill guys this year, Palmer Grant Vocalek. And wasted an opportunity with the Big Ten way down. And the West down. Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it goes? Is that how Slay Poetry goes? I just think of uh, Mike Myers in So I Married an Expert. He's like, well, he's like, <laughs> dun, dun. yeah, yeah. That's maybe what I'm going for. Dun, dun, dun. Is that kind of the dun, cadence dun, dun, of. Dun, dun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's but that's the cadence does. of yeah. Slam Poetry, right? Like, boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. That's what I had in mind. But do you see? Okay. Do you understand? Like, wait. Like, wasted a good defense last year. Wasted Adrian Martinez. Wasted Wondell Robinson. Wasting pretty good skill players this year. And then the thing I really wanted to talk to you about is really wasting an opportunity on a... I think the Big Ten... I think the Big Ten is... Like, I typically have a lot of respect for Iowa and Wisconsin... And a lot of the Big Ten. Yeah. I think the league's not very good this year. I yeah, Especially down. the Big Ten West. Yeah. Like, everybody, here's the problem, and I, I, you hear it all the time. Like, everybody falls into this trap of getting caught in their own league bubble and be like, man, I tell you, our conference is brutal, man. Stop it. Okay. I tr- Like, you watch, you see, Minnesota, Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Northwestern are not very good this year. It is not surprising at all that Illinois lost, has lost two straight games. When I watch that team play, I'm like, this is a top 15, top 20 team? No fucking way are they a top 15 or 20 team. Yeah, I, I think it's hard. I, I don't watch enough uh, ACC and SEC football. I mean, I watch some SEC. Like, I watched Ole Miss, the, Alabama last night, and, like, they look a lot better than us. But I guess I don't know. I'd love to see, like, what Illinois looks like compared to, like, middle-of-the-road SEC. And maybe maybe this is a window into I don't think Nebraska's very good. 
And so to yeah. me, I'm like, Nebraska's not very good and a mess given everything that's going on. And they almost are beating you. Yeah. Wow. So I, it's just, you know, wasted an opportunity. <laughs> so I found, now it's all coming back to me. He goes, Harriet, Harriet. <laughs> Hard-headed harbinger of Hoggins. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. You know, but he, that's what he always, it's always uh, like, Harriet, Harry, et. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. I didn't do that right. Yeah, because you're, you're supposed to do like, you're supposed to do a play on like the oh, word. He, he you like, know what I mean? Woman. Whoa, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, she so was a thief. You got to believe. <laughs> she stole my heart and my cat. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it is just that was fantastic, though. It's, no, dude, but it was I, that was the cadence, I'm right? Not much for slam poetry. I did think you like Nick Baugh like slam poetry? Nick Baugh slam poetry. It makes it made me like I couldn't almost look at you when you did it. You were embarrassed to look at me. I was embarrassed, but you always pulled out. I, had a, that's, I was just thinking about that. I just look at the Big Ten. I don't even think like I don't think Ohio State and Michigan are as good as they've been. I mean, Nick, I don't think we, I don't think Michigan is we, as good we, as they were last year. Here's the thing: Michigan went to the national championship game last year. And we had them beat. Yes. So I don't. That's but I thought part. last year's team. You and I were like last year's team. Pretty like. But we were three and nine. I like, know, but uh, details. What does don't get caught the up world? The details. I know, but the world doesn't make sense to me for those reasons. Yeah. Right. Like. Right. Like if we're so far away, how are we that close to beating Michigan and Ohio State? And, you know, like that's where I just don't think I understand. I, that's what I still don't understand about where Nebraska's at. I mean, I feel like we're, but that's why we're I say, a lot worse than last year, but still, like, some of these guys all played in that game, like, it, to be that far away. Like, to me, where we were this year was like, you were saying they were playing with their food. And last year, we had them beat in the fourth quarter. Right. All we had to do was not and, be stupid. And, I mean, they had Ohio State on the ropes at home. I just think, yeah. like, Snacks, O'Doyle, JoJo, Cam Taylor Britt, a lot Deontay Williams, Austin Allen, Adrian Martinez, like all like those guys were all like I think last year's team would beat the fuck out of this year's team right now. I, I think I think that's probably right. I it's, I mean I, the defense was was better, but the uh, it's, it's, but the with the offense with the, see that's the problem is like are we talking about the offense with Casey Thompson? Or are we talking about the offense with Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers? Yeah, I mean, that's... Because the offense with Logan Smothers and Chubba Purdy, it's like, you know, I mean, I got to, like, is Wisconsin, does Jim Leonard walk into his coaches meeting this week? God, I'm being a snarky asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> does Jim Leonard walk into his coaches meeting this week and be like, boys, what do you think? How many points wins the game this week? I don't know, six? Yeah. Like, I, I'm being, I'm being that snarky, Can meaty asshole. Can we get asshole. 10 points? But if, like, if honestly, they get like, 10 points, I think they're favored by three. Like, I'm, three or I'm four. Saying, how many points, what's... If you spotted Wisconsin four, if it if it's a four, spot them thirteen points. Like it's an insurmountable. Six, it's insurmountable. They're they're a five to six point favorite. Like if you spot them fourteen, and that's not being that's not being a jerk. That's just being like, what do you really think? I think that's probably right. <laughs> All right, I feel like I've been a jerk today. Have I been a jerk today? I think you did slam poetry. I did today. slam poetry. That today. means you've done it all today. <laughs> okay, but that was great. Okay, these last two games, are they only winnable if Casey Thompson comes back? Yes. Agree. I'm nervous about this game, too, from the standpoint of it feels like Wisconsin, and I'm probably stepping on, like, Wednesday's spot here a little bit, but, like, Wisconsin feels like they maybe have more to play for. Like, they got to win one more game to get to a bowl game. I also feel like Jim Leonard is probably going to be their coach, too, moving forward. It just feels mm -hmm. like they maybe got a little bit more oomph in it. Meanwhile, Nebraska can't get to a bowl game, and we've talked about Mickey's chances. While they're not completely gone, they feel like it's dwindled from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so, hopefully, I wish I knew really what Casey's like. It's hard to get a read on what's going on with with him. Yeah, we need we need him to. Oh, the other thing we we didn't talk about is Whipple getting hurt. Oh yeah yeah. I mean. Well, first of all, Mark Jones and RG three were initially acting like it was it was like his head. It was always clearly his knee. Someone needed to like who people need. We needed like a secret service on on whip and like someone needed to step in and take one for, like Kevin Costner and the bodyguard. Yeah, dive in there. Dive in there, and then whip could sing. I have nothing, 
and her I will always love you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you did but, slam poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hold on. Wasted. 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 Hey, Ted. Ted talk on my offense. TikTok. No, I don't know yeah. what it means. Uh, <laughs> no, but whip. Okay, so, but they can put whip in the booth, right? They could like whip. At one point, they like just plopped him on like a, and they like plopped him on like I a. I feel like they're like, what play you want? He's like, I don't care. I don't even care anymore. Get me a beer and a get out of my face. He was, he was not happy. Oh, no. I mean, when you, I will say, when you get older, like dealing with like injuries, like you don't got time. I don't got. Dude, if you blew an ACL and you're 65. You're so pissed off because you know you know what that means. When you're young, you're like, oh, dang. Right. When you're old, you're like, that's three years of rehab and pain. And the older you get, the more that is just debilitating. So well, for like, me, oh, I feel bad. Even, for even for me sometimes when I think about like why I don't necessarily have any desire to go play like pickup basketball anymore, it's because of the, the chance the chance of a, of a legitimate serious injury, like I got kids and a job, I don't got time for that. Like when you're like 20, you break your leg, you tear your knee. It's uh, like oh crap. I mean, uh, you broke. I mean, you broke your arm three times. Yeah. And it's like right now breaking your arm. You're like you have a torn labrum and you've put it off for how long? Three or four years now. I had a yeah. I had a hernia for like a decade, and I was like, my wife finally was like, you're you enough. Yeah, I mean, there's there comes a point where you got to do it. Like, right. but like the thought of could I go another year without surgery? You go, I'll take it every time. Like, yes. You just don't like until you have to do it. You have to do it. All. So whip, but first of all, it's going to be like, is whip going to be in the training room with like the guys? Oh, are going to be like in the he, cold tub together? Like, yeah, I mean, but now him he's and Tommy Hill. Tommy Hill be like, I'm telling you, I'm just your guy. let me have you need a touchdown, I'm your guy. If you don't let me have it, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> what did you see? Did you, did you watch the game yeah. on TV? The, like the, well, obviously, you didn't go to Ann Arbor and watch it. But uh, at one point, there was a great little moment. Tommy Hill was walking with Mickey Joseph on the sidelines. And Tommy was, at one point, he was explaining something really demonstratively to Mickey. And at one point, he started listing reasons. He, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy put out one. So like if people, this doesn't play well in the pod, but he put out one finger, like one, two, three. And Mickey kind of was given that, like, like the, I know, like, uh -huh. but, but Tommy was, it gave him at one point, whatever he was saying had, and here's why. Number one. Here's, I'm the fastest. Number two. I'm the man. Number what three. Could, what do we have to lose? Number three. <laughs> show me the money. Number four. <laughs> but, no, I just want Tommy. If I'm Tommy, I'm trying to find when Whip gets in the cold tub and Tommy's going to be like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Whip me. What up, boy? You ice in here too? Okay. Well, matter of fact, since we're going to be in here for a little bit, number one, you see the speed. <laughs> number two, <laughs> what they going to do with number two, because that's my number. I'm not sure if you know that, Whip. And number three, please. Okay, my <laughs> Stopping me. <laughs> oh, that's what that's what I just want. I want Whip and Tommy Hill in a cold tub together, and, and Whip's just like oh, God. I don't know Tommy Hill, but like he's he my just, favorite player in team at this point. Obviously, seems like he's the guy that uh, yeah, he wants the rock. Oh, he wants it so bad. He was so mad at Jacob. I think his wine master told oh, me he couldn't God. come out. Uh, but no, but they can put Mickey in the booth, right? It's not. It's not like kind I mean, of whip. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, whip in the booth. They'll put whip in the booth. I mean, he can't stand. So, right. Yeah. But so, so it's not like it has to be. Uh, this is a disaster, you know. Yeah, I think if he, a, I don't know what. Ha I wonder what happened. All I bet is he's got to have something done. To oh him. man, I mean, not good, not good at all. <laughs> it's ridiculous. This is what happens when Nebraska doesn't play good. We, we do slam poetry. <laughs> Nebraska, this is a message. <laughs> Play better, play better, or there'll be more of this. I can see Nick's Nick's getting into it. I can tell that he enjoyed himself. I did enjoy my slam poetry too and much. He's gonna today. start working on it more. Every time we play bad, that's our punishment. I have to have a slam Nick, poetry Nick poem does for a slam poetry every time we play that bad. <laughs> okay, Chimney uh, Christmas. Can I give a shout out? We got a shout out, so we got to give someone else a shout out. Oh, our man Luke Gifford. Oh, yeah. Luke Gifford tweeted, quote tweeted my link to our game recap against Minnesota. Luke Gifford tweeted, 
Look forward to the pod every week about the only guys I can listen to talk about Nebraska football right now. Crying face emoji. Husker fans, if you are tuning in, you should be. So, Luke, shouts out to you. Good stuff. And shouts out to Isaac, too. Yeah, been playing really a lot better. I love me some Luke Gifford. Hey, playing well right now. Also, two things. I mean, as we're just all over the place. Ernest Hausman had a game. Ten tackles, led the team, eight solo, one sack, one TFL. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, er, Ernest has got a bright face. He's, he's like 18 years old. Yeah, Ernie. Dude, do you know how hard it is to be that, like what, what he's doing right now at 18? At Michigan in the big house in the snow. And yeah. it's like, oh. But see, that that's a that's also, for me, that's a telling sign. Like, you get with the biggest and the best dudes. What happens? And that doesn't, that, he, he played his best game. Like stick it, like he stuck Corm a couple times, and he, you know, he made a, a nice little sack there. And I go, okay, that's the sign of like, yeah, he can do it. Yeah. Like he, he can take a leap and be like a really good player potentially. Yes. Uh, so Ernest Hausman, like he's one that like just keep your eye on the next couple of years. I'm, I, but I, I'd make sure I give him a shout out. And uh, out of nowhere, Gabe Irvin showed up. Yeah, I, I mean, I love. I still think Gabe we're Irvin still, needs to see the ball. We're still Saul Goodman defending him. We're we're his public yeah. defenders. And we are okay. Interesting. Now we've 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 talked about Isaac Gifford, who I think has started to emerge as like a solid player. Oh hell yeah! With Ernest Hausman, uh, who who are guys on this this? Let's start with the defense. Like that that in the future are going to be like guys. Do you think? Well, I mean, it depends on what. I mean, because like I'm thinking the younger like guys, the younger right? younger yeah. dudes. Um, I mean, uh, Hartzog. I think Hartzog's a potential guy. That's like that's good, a guy good, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, you're on the team. Yeah, and I'd Other say young we're losing dude. Nelson, we're losing Tanner. O'Shawn, O'Shawn. is probably, I mean. I thought he was a one-year guy or is he a two-year dude? Yeah, I think he could do two, but okay. he might be gone because he just, I don't even think he's had like a great year. In if he would have had a great year, my song, Mathis Got Sacks, would have won a Grammy, but it, no, it's no, not even going to get nominated. Maybe you can save it for next year besides. Maybe I'll just run it back, repeat it again. Uh, no, other young cats on the defensive side. Because like Henrich is going to be a junior Henrich is going to come back from that knee. Reimer is going to be a senior. Reimer is going to be a senior. Um, so I mean, Reimer's still good. But like, to be what's a guy. how old's Buford? Buford's a Benjamin Buford Blue, he aka is a, Bubba. At least, I think he's a redshirt sophomore. I think this is his third year. Okay, or maybe this is his second year. I don't feel like I remember seeing him prior to this year, but it's he's a sophomore. So, true sophomore. Okay, so Buford, Buford's got some room to grow. And then they, there's some of those guys that I think that we liked a lot. There were freshmen in the secondary that we'll see. You know, I, I haven't seen him play, so too early to say. But, yeah, and then it's like, you know, then what, what happens with Ty Robinson? Because he's not going pro, right? No. He's coming back another year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Robinson's a guy that, I don't know, I was expecting he, big things out of him this year. It's... He's, he's started to play a little bit better, but still I haven't seen kind of what I thought he was going to be. Even started to go to the other side of the ball, too. I think I think after the Purdue game, I thought Trey Palmer was for sure out of here. Yeah. No, it'll probably depend on who, what coach gets the job and if Mickey's around, because it sounds like Mickey and him are going to like go get a two-bedroom apartment wherever they go. Yeah. But Trey Palmer now becomes a guy that I think could come back. I think Trey Palmer could come back and make a lot of money in Nebraska next year. So, yes. I mean, for one... I think he probably made decent money coming here, probably, right? Yeah. But like, I think he's a guy that, uh, with what he did, and if Mickey stays, I mean, I think it's a no brainer so. for him to come back. And that, like, this is where keeping Mickey so important because if Mickey stays and Trey stays, then you bring another quarterback in, or if one of these younger guys is going to be more ready. But like, right, just like to know you got Trey Palmer to throw to is enticing you found out that like just having trey palmer on your team and a quarterback that can get him the ball like he can single-handedly keep you in games yeah yeah and so yeah look at us we ended on a positive we kind of ended yeah. on a positive note yeah i mean uh, well, let's say okay let's a couple of young offensive guys to be coming back teddy pinio ass will be teddy pinio ass at some point is going to learn how to pin your ass down uh yeah um i mean you got you got torres you got heine Sounds like Torres is the one that they really... They got, he, homeboy's got like a cannon, apparently. He's got the number one cannon of... of at some point, Fedoni. Fedoni? At some point, Fedoni is going to be on the, the field. 
Fedoni, we'd love to see. I mean, uh, the wide receiver core is pretty old. Alante Brown got that was quite the decision to go airborne and get like he got like rocket shipped. <laughs> There's getting racked and he got rocket shipped. I feel like RG three just is like. <laughs> <laughs> What what has he got down there? Steel? And I just went, can you say that? <laughs> Everything R- I was like, RG3, RG3, for a guy that this is his, if I'm not mistaken, this is his first year calling games. He is unbelievably comfortable. That's, that's the biggest takeaway. I go, I don't know if he's really good or really bad, but he was kind of entertaining. Here's the thing. Yes. I will say... <laughs> From an analyst perspective, I didn't think he ever said anything analytically that was very like yeah. overly insightful. But I, he was entertaining throughout that was the game. It. I was, I was surprised because usually it's the other way around. If right. you can't, like, yeah, guys got no. They're like, oh, they're that was very, a cover two, and you're supposed to take the other. And third. they're stiff, and, and they're not entertaining. Right. He was like not analytical, but entertaining. So like, I was like, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I'm entertained. <laughs> And Mark and he's jo- wearing the hat. Mark Jones too was like he was like Trevor, uh, Hillary's yeah, boyfriend. He's like, like, I tell you I'm what. here with Robert Griffin III. Quite the drip you have on that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent drip, Robert. Robert, can you, you say? teach me how to dougie? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was like yeah, it was great. It was kind of great. I, I'm not gonna lie. Outside of my guys Gus and Joel, who I just love to death. I don't know if Mark Jones RG3, I really enjoyed him. I thought they were pretty entertaining. Can we also say the Aflac trivia question for that game was like... I think they were like, that question for every other university might have been okay. For Nebraska-Michigan fans, it's like, we know our national championship years, you know? For RG3, didn't know. He's like, what happened in 997? He's like, I was seven, so... Oh, man. Was that the year everybody went to first grade? They're like, no, Robert, no. But you could tell it was like, it was posed for people that are not Nebraska Michigan fans. I was offended by that question. Nebraska and Michigan fans should be offended because that's like saying like... I mean, I don't even know. Like, that's like asking... It's like, what happened in the years 1991 through 1993 in Chicago for for the Bulls? You're like, this guy was the leading scorer in the 1993 season for the Bulls. You're yeah, like, who could it? I mean, it's like, that's a dumb question. I would, because I'd have to imagine, sure, you're getting some casual fans, but I don't know, 80% of your audience are Michigan and Nebraska fans. It's like... There, there is not a Michigan Nebraska fan that wouldn't, that wouldn't get have that. known that question. I mean, really. I mean, it's like, geez, I, you know what that struck me as is they were like, they're like, all right, two minutes to kick off, and someone's like, ooh, Affleck trivia. <laughs> hey, Tan, did you do it? Oh, uh, I thought you did it. Damn, dog, we got to. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, psh, 1997. 1997. Oh, they split the title. Yeah, uh, 1997. Why is 1997 significant to these two programs? Cool. All right, cool. Send it in. I mean, if I'm Aflac, if I'm the duck, I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? From the point of view, if I'm the Aflac duck, your brain went to there. If I'm the Aflac duck, I'm thinking, no, only you think that. Okay. Uh, I do. I'm, I'm glad I remember that because I wrote it down on my phone. I was like, we got to talk about that adorable trivia question. question. The Aflac duck called. I called ESPN and was very upset. I don't spend that kind of sponsorship money. What the stupid question like that. Ah! Obvious. Ah! Obvious. Oh, okay. We need to end it because yep. this is getting out of control. Okay. Well, uh, 34-3 Nebraska loses Wisconsin this week. We'll uh, we'll have a midweek pod. We'll figure out something. Let's we go get in. Oh, hey, Tommy Hill and Whipper in the cold tub. Let's go get in there with them. Same spot for me. Let's go.